Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, James Bonding listeners. In case you haven't heard, we have James Bonding t-shirts and posters for sale, signed, as a matter of fact, over on podswag.com. Oh, that's right, Matt. And we have a brand new t-shirt. Everyone wanted it, and now you can get it. It's the Knickknack Tabasco t-shirt. It's available right now. Give your dog a bone. Podswag is your one-stop shopping for clothing, accessories, and novelty items from all of your favorite podcasts. But specifically this podcast. You can get the new shirt... (laughs) And more now at podswag.com slash bond. That's podswag.com slash bond. Tell him Matt Gorley sent you. Right. <laughs> hey, you movers and shakers. Are you sick of the same old athletic clothing? Oh, am I ever, Matt? That's why these people who are like me need to try Viore. They bring a fresh perspective to performance apparel. The design is modern and doesn't look or feel like your old gymnasium clothings. That's right. I got sent some in the mail, and it's sleek and athletic. And it's also comfortable. It fits really well. You know, Matt, these are perfect for more than just going to the gym. I'm talking about running, hiking, training, pretty much everything you can think of, even after you return from the dead and have to go back to work at MI6. What if you're in a pararaptor or whatever those things are in the world is not enough? Yeah, are you talking about one of those things that are from the Russian Nuclear Atomic Energy Division? Yeah, <laughs> well, or what about a water bike? Oh, if I'm on a water bike, I, rather than wearing a full dress naval uniform, I am 100% of the time <laughs> going to pick out some Viore athletic clothing. Well, then you're in luck because if you go to Viore now, they're offering a special deal to all of our listeners. Wow. Would that special deal be something like getting 25% off your first purchase when you head to vioriclothing.com? And that is spelled V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. That's vioriclothing, V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. And use the code bonding at checkout, Matt, for 25% off. Isn't Viore sound like a good Bond villain name? Oh, yes. Uh, My name is Melania. Viore. Melania Viore of Viore Enterprises. Welcome, Mr. Mr. Bond. Viore Bond. What? Go to vioreclothing.com and use promo code BONDING. Man and Man. Man and Man. Cheese Bonding Podcast. Well, this Matthews is a special Gorley. edition of James Bonding because in studio, <laughs> our man in the East, Phil Nobile Jr., takes over the show and we become the guests. What? Is that 
Uh, not the craziest thing you've ever heard, everybody. I mean, are you are you f- falling down after hearing this? This is, you know, That's I just crazy. before we uh, get into this podcast, I just want to mention that um, I noticed that when Roger Moore says <laughs> "make a choice." <laughs> <laughs> the music you to bastard. live and let die score happens to play at that you exact bastard. moment it's really interesting That's i hope an we, amazing th- I we should talk about that, that later uh, you know be a real dickish move of Gorley to like pretend he discovered it <laughs> but whatever he would never, he would anyway never here we are Good well Lord. all i remember is something about eyebrows uh baloney and <laughs> honky tonk something this is going to be hilarious in a week just know that the past minute of dialogue that you've heard right now will only make sense next week and it's not you that's not getting it yeah but we've planted the seed mm-hmm. and we've taken care of it now mm-hmm. we're here today <clears throat> our man in the east phil nobile jr is here on business he's been gracious enough to stop in do a couple of podcasts with us. Yeah. So we've already recorded Live and Let Die for next week. Mm-hmm. And, and today crazy. we're gonna let we're gonna hand the reins over to you to talk Bond 25, whatever yeah. else you want. Cool. All right, we're gonna talk about a few things. First of all, I've never been in your studio before, and I as a fan, I want to just point out that I have not been able to take my eyes off the leather door. Oh, there it's it amazing. Is. Yeah. It is amazing, and I'm jealous, and it's beautiful. Some things are worth spending a little extra. And uh, that door is one. Yeah. Well, it also helps with soundproofing for a podcasting studio, so well, it's not it's entirely so you know what, impractical. It is open. Do you know what doesn't <laughs> also home. is the fact that we never draw the curtains, and I just always hear myself reverberating off the glass. Mm. It's not that bad. No, no, no. no. I, I bet it doesn't pick up as much on the mic, but in my own ears, oh, yeah. I just hear myself. No, if we do um, like fully produced podcasts in here that kind of need post-production and stuff, you close the curtains and take the mm. banjo down, because the banjo resonates when people talk, too. Well, that's, ah. Then it turns into a pretty decent little studio in here and shut the, the leather door. Yeah. I like the HGTV angle this episode's taking so far. <laughs> Let's step into the kitchen. <laughs> All right. So... Guys, it's been a while since we talked, and we haven't talked about Bond 25 in a little while. Mm-hmm. Right, nor have we on the show a little bit with the uh, latest update of Danny Boyle. We've gotten about that far. but We did. Uh, we boiled it down. We did. Yep. It's coming to a boil. There we go. It is coming to a boil, and, and you are the guy we go to anyway for this information, but to have you here in person to kind of yeah. talk us through it, you, you might as well start from the beginning. You, you, you come to me, and right or wrong, you, you report on whatever I tell you, which right. is appreciated. We've ended yeah. up in some tabloids as a result That's over right. in England. That was fun. <laughs> uh, That's right. We have. Wait. So as you'll hear next week, tabloids, Desmond Llewellyn's hands, and possibly the reissuing of Roger Moore's Live and Let Die book. We can maybe claim responsibility we've, for We've it. made our mark. Which yeah. is why I just don't understand why uh, Barbara Broccoli doesn't give us a call and just say, boys, swing on by. I know. Could you... Would you would you not be terrified to have Barbara Broccoli sitting in this chair? Not at all. Really? I'd be delighted she to have her. She seems so intimidating to me. She she I would but, but yeah, love to have her. She cannot do she cannot ruin my life in any way shape or form because I do not work in Bond movies. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> and therefore I wouldn't be afraid to talk to her and also i'm just like i'm fascinated by her i well, would like to know done, about her life growing up on the set i know of bond i, I would have like so to much to talk her. about she's also yeah. done some great work with the franchise herself yeah it would be amazing to have her here she's quite possible open invitation babs right. uh yep and uh let's talk about pierce when you come on over i love that let's so bond 25 what we what we know so far the, the bond the bond fandom the guys that are reporting on every last little thing they're a caddy bunch mm-hmm. a bunch mm-hmm. of caddy bitches is this uh 
The BAFTAs? Yeah. He showed up at the BAFTAs, and his face looked really swollen and smooth, and everybody was like, oh, he's had some work done. And they were and they were a little worried, and I got to admit, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, he doesn't look great. Oh, everybody takes a bad picture? Yeah. I take them all <clears throat> the time. It was video. He was Still. He was presenting an award, and he looked, he looked a little banged up, but he recently uh, appeared at an event where he's auctioning off his Aston Martin for charity. Right. And... And he, uh, and he looked a lot better. That's and a I, bird I, of the West Indies. I love we have it. him come in for the podcast. It is, we should yeah. have a book about the birds of the West Indies. <laughs> he See, just probably went on a bender the night before. He and he's might a little, have. You know, he's we've 50. all done it. Yeah. You know, he looked good, though. And he looked good. And, and he, uh, a lot of people ran a Nothing News article that he confirmed that his next film is Bond 25. Like, mm. you'll, you'll recall he made zero films between Skyfall and Spectre. So oh. it's not a real surprise that his next film is Bond 25. Is that because you think he gets tired out that much? When did he make Lucky Logan? After Spectre, right? Yeah. Oh. That was just last year. He gets tired out that much that he does theater. I, yeah. He does a lot, he does theater, which I, I would imagine you could tell me as an actor, but I would imagine it's maybe even a bigger drain on your energy. Oh, boy. I, I would I'd say you're giving me a little much credit <clears throat> there. Well, let's let's pretend it yeah. is. And he, you know, after Skyfall, he earned a break. Yeah, and I get cranky when people take shots at him because I think out of all the Bond actors, no one has given as much of themselves to the role. <clears throat> excuse me, as he has. Right, He's and for beat fifty, himself to hell. He, I, I should look anywhere near that good when I'm fifty. Any one of us should. I do. <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but but he want- looks good at fifty, as good at fifty as any Bond, if not better. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean Connery was forty-one in Diamonds Are Forever, and he looks ten years older than Connery. I don't know. I mean, he, that's true. I think Pierce is a handsome fifty. Pierce aged into his role pretty nicely. Yeah, yeah he did. You he, guys were talking was, about how he looked in like World yeah. Is Not Enough, but I thought he looked really good in Die Another Day. I agree. Yeah. He looks great. Wait, Connery forty-one in Die Another Day. That's no, Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds yeah. Are Forever. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy, isn't it? He's just so grizzled and old looking. Forty-one. He's, yeah, he's just a dad. Like, That's but not so like a young weird. dad. Like he's like meet the the daughter's boyfriend yeah. dad. Yeah, wow. it's something. But um, I think we love talking about Bond twenty five and talking about the next one. We're always talking about the next one because it can be anything, mm-hmm. and it's so exciting. And and it's not like there's no disappointment or like oh near misses. It's just it's so pregnant with possibility. And yeah. you just, I get excited just thinking about it's Bond twenty five. Promise 25. crammed. Yeah, it's not been locked down, and no bad choices have been made. There, there may be <laughs> bad choices being made. We, we're reacting to bad choices as if they're exciting. Oh, they're going to throw away their script and yeah. just write a new one in a month right. and film that if Danny Boyle says it's good. And and we're thinking that's awesome because yeah. the options no, no. are so amazing. No, 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 no. No one's thinking no, that's no, awesome. No, no, we all are thinking is every last one of us. I don't think us. that's yeah. awesome. I do. I don't think that's awesome at all. Oh, I'm oh. ready for. <clears throat> I'm ready to see what Danny the Boyle will bring. The last thing you want, I think, is a script that is um, uh, sped through. I agree with that, I and I don't want, want it to be, to be. Right I don't want the. Issue. Yeah, same, but like, yeah. Go ahead, please. Oh well, here's here's a thought. When they take too long on a script, they're passing through all these toll booths at the studio, exactly. and everybody's stamping yeah. it. Yeah. And that's where how you got Spectre. Right. Right. I agree. So there's there's an argument. I can make anything, you know, a good thing or a bad yeah. thing. But, but I think if you've got Danny Boyle ushering a script through personally, people are going to defer to him more and let him do more of an auteur thing. And I think that benefits almost anything, and especially Bond, if you look at, well, Skyfall could Bond. arguably be called that. I think Quantum doesn't count because of the strike. Yeah, I'm curious. Bond doesn't need an auteur. I disagree. Okay. I actually do. I let's think your, there might be too many cooks in the kitchen these days. And I'm not talking about like if you put Daniel Craig and Barbara Broccoli in there, but 
Spectre had a lot of Sony. It wasn't all bad input, but it had a lot of input and a lot of writers, and it just seemed to be watered down at every turn or yeah, something. Yeah, because an auteur was running the show, Mr. No. Sam Mendes. It was an auteur who was depleted. Yeah, I don't I, think, I think he was really I think the idea really of a guy who's excited to make something happen, mm-hmm. if they're so excited about whatever his idea is, that they're willing to just tap the brakes and see what happens. I mean, I'm excited that... I'm excited by the idea that this has moved them to do that, mm-hmm. right? And I hope it's just not hoop jumping to keep Daniel Craig happy, but I also think that if he's on board with it, that's probably a good sign. When he's gotten really yes. invested, you got Skyfall and you got Casino Royale. And, that's interesting. Know. That's an interesting point, Phil, because it is something to the point of like, Danny Boyle, I don't think, moves their needle enough to, to care so much that we have Danny Boyle he has this idea. It's not great, but it's the only way we're going to get Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. So it has to be an idea where they're like, okay, that actually is a very good idea. Yeah, All right. So you can curious. do it. I'm so curious. Yeah. And as we, as we talked about next week, we think that <laughs> we think that Boyle's idea must certainly mean abandoning everything we saw in Spectre. Ignoring. That's it. what you think. Not retconning. Not me. <clears throat> you think that Danny Boyle gives a crap about what happened in I Spectre. I think that Danny Boyle's like, I'm going to fix this franchise. Here's my movie. prediction. I'm going on record. That Danny Boyle has come to them with his, his screenwriter, John Hodge or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember what his name is. And they have a concrete, solid idea. And that the only real requirement Eon and Barbara Broccoli are going to have is like, okay, but wrap up Spectre in the cold open. Hmm. And or something like deal with God, it. That's, 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 really such, true. that's such hopeful thinking on your part. <laughs> I well, maybe they they're don't. listening. You know, you know, I'm hoping that they just ignore you it. want that abandon it completely yeah. as a nod to the old school. Absolutely. Do you Isn't think it, it will feature Blofeld? No, no, not at all. No, they, that, that may off. be why it's so attractive to them is that Danny Boyle came to them with an idea that means they wouldn't have to explain why. Christoph Waltz isn't in it anymore, and Blofeld is, but I right. bet Blofeld is in the Purvis and Wade script. Will we ever see that script? That's another question. It'll get recycled for Bond 27? Ooh. Possibly. I think, I think that the franchise isn't overly concerned with that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, with the through line? Loose or? ends. But they are now. That's the thing. That's they're, the different Yeah, no, I th- yeah. It's, not, it's not that they... I think that it's, um, it's the industry as a whole right yeah. now that is operating that way right. because of the success of Marvel and that franchise that I think everyone had been... You know, up to, I think, particularly, I think it was at its fever pitch, this whole let's have a franchise, when Spectre came out. Um, you know, which was what they were trying to do with Ghostbusters, uh, which is what they were trying to do with uh, the, the, the the ideas you see floated of James Bond getting spinoff movies. Yeah, the um, universe. Yeah, they're looking for a <clears throat> shared universe. Um, and I think that that's cooling down a bit do you think the phantom thread was a shared universe with james bond yes that was his I taylor mean, similar posture like his doctor no taylor that would be amazing woodcock yeah i don't know wow i don't know about that okay do you um so what we heard from a reddit leaker and who knows if any of it's true it's just that there's evidence that what this person had was good info was that this involves both a female villain okay which uh, you know, I've only had once before, really, unless twice if you count uh, Rosa Klebb. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Uh, and a, and a a young female agent that he's mentoring. What do you guys think about that? Hell yes. Oh, that's well, interesting. I mean, if you get someone like how they handled Sophie Marceau, and the world is not enough. 
That I thought that was a really good She's going to be, do. this villain is going to be a wronged Me Too kind of a, a female. Who I don't think decided, they'll do that I on do. the nose. I do. Really? I think they're going to do that that on the nose, and I think that she will. I think uh, it'll be a former flame. Yeah, and Wait I think a she minute. will have, yeah. Wait a minute. Is the mentor he's training going to then take over for the series after Daniel Craig bows out? Well, no, you can't, because then you can't have it be James Bond. You can have a yeah. spinoff series it's that a, is Jinx. F- female protege and, and yeah, I don't but, think they're going there yet. Uh, hmm. That's so funny. You know, people make these overtures about how they, you know, it's important that we progress and all this stuff, but then these movies have to open in China and China kind of doesn't give a shit about this stuff. Yeah. And so I think that they're going to look at a global box office and they're going to, they're going to pay, I don't want to be cynical, but I think they're going to pay some lip service to some of the changing time stuff, but they know that they need to keep it uh, at a certain level of expectation. Well, I don't see, I, I think they can do what I'm saying without it really, like without them really hitting us over the head with it. Yeah, I think like, it the motivation be... I think can be clear from the from the villain start. Oh yeah, um, and I think that that's fine. But, At the end of the day, it's a MacGuffin. Whatever whatever she's going to be doing, or the villain is going to be doing. Uh, but I think you know with the China stuff, you always have to worry about getting exclusive broadcast rights. Oh, duh. Um, <laughs> because if you're getting oh, your boy. news from Elliot Carver, I'm not familiar. You're getting tomorrow's know. news today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, back hmm. to Bond 25. Um, but I think that uh, female protege, I like that idea. I'd be into seeing a, <laughs> you know what I would like to see? A Taika Waititi directed James Bond movie. Well, sure. A, no. a Thor Ragnarok style James <laughs> Bond movie would just <clears throat> delight. I love him. I, I love all his work, but I don't think that, I don't think <laughs> doesn't that, sit well. Unless well, you bring in Roger Moore back. Well, yeah, that's the question. What yeah. sort of what sort of Bond adventure does Craig want to go off on? And do you think that Boyle wants to give you a self serious Chris Nolan type Bond? I I don't. No, but if I like, think it's closer to what he's saying, I think it's going to be cooler. Yeah, and I use that in quotes. Like whether it truly is cooler or not, it'll have a flair of he. You know, I don't think I've seen a Boyle movie that didn't have an editing style that wasn't self-reflexive like that you didn't know was happening sure you know bond isn't known for that kind of thing except well, early on listen, yeah yeah call back to the peter hunt era. yeah that's interesting yeah i mean that you could make a case that peter hunt is a like a proto train spotting type movie with these quick cuts and stuff and like cuts in time mm-hmm. oh interesting I mean, what if what what type of Danny Boyle movie do you think is going to most closely resemble this Bond movie? Is it going to be something flashy like Train Spotting, or more like Shallow Grave when it was a little more nuanced and like more mainstream? Or I haven't seen um, Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. I want to know what he. I would like to know what James Bond is to Danny Boyle. Yeah, like sure. that's what I would like to know. I'd yeah. like to have an interview with Danny Boyle. Is he Boyle. revered or Where is he like, to be like yeah. uh, laughed at a little? Or would it be like you know? Would it be like me taking over the um, Indiana Jones? What I, like if I if I had to like reboot Parks and Rec, and they were like, "We need you to reboot Parks and Rec," I'd be like, "Okay, uh, I can do that." And then I'd go back and watch Parks and Rec. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it was like a thing that like I understand is great and people loved it and I just never caught it and I never watched it. Gotcha. And I wonder if that's what I wonder but what Danny Boyle's. He's, he's certainly is. W- whether he's familiar with Spectre or not, he's certainly 
familiar with Bond, it's like steeped in the culture so deeply, he would know it all the way up. You'll you'll recall the scene in Train Spotting where they're doing competing Sean Connery. That's right. And you'll recall that he directed the whole Olympics skydiving thing with the Queen and Daniel Craig as Bond. Yeah. I think he's in it. I think he's in it in the same same level that Sam Mendes was, mm-hmm. where he grew up watching it and he's a fan. But I think his take will be very different. Yeah. That's what's exciting about it. It's Me like too. it's somebody somebody who's kind of got a legacy attachment to the franchise and showed up with an idea that got all the other people excited about it. And who knows? Who are the, who's distributing the movie? That's a damn good. It's not Anna Burnham. They're not distributing. No, no. There's a lot of misinformation out there about what's official and what's not. And the last official thing we heard is that MGM is holding out for someone to buy them and dangling the, the bond thing. The bond franchise is there Hmm. as part of it. So if they want, if they get bought by Fox, you know, they can kind of, help deliver that but uh hmm. they have a deal with Wait, they by fox then they end up in the disney stable mm-hmm. i don't want them at good disney. god like let yeah. one thing be good sacred god. jesus christ then they're gonna milk the shit out of it oh, oh forget it well, well maybe they do a stunt spectacular all right i'm in <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's one step closer to getting your theme park I'm a in. reality i'm in i'm in do let's it. go disney nice um so here are the things i'm thinking about if Danny Boyle ends up making this. It's Craig's last film. That's significant. Is it a tie-in to four films that, whether they meant to or not, are now inexplicably tied together into a a quadrilogy? And certainly they did not all intend to be that way. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be used? Will it be light? Will it be dark? And will it put a button on his tenure? I think that's virtually assured. Did anyone get a button? No, no. No but but no they know going in with this one. They didn't know with Brosnan. They knew with Moore, but that was also of an era where it was just, no, this whole thing's meant to sure. be continued on as a character, not an actor. This sure. is a different time. I think they're going to tie it up in some way, and I think they're going to send him off with a button. And, but I don't know that this movie will in itself be a conclusion story. I think they may just do it no. cursorily or I something. I can't imagine they do that. Yeah. Think, think back to how Skyfall ended, where it just ended him in front of M's desk, and it's this eternal loop, right? Yeah. I feel like that that's probably Boyle's uh, sentiment. Like, he can't really just redo that thing, but I think it's, it's, it's just returning him to his continuum. Skyfall needs to be made now. Yeah, this Skyfall is should when have Sky... been his last movie, yeah. that's for sure. It's so weird. But I also think when you said it's going to be tied to all of it, the way Skyfall wasn't tied to it at the time, he, they need to redo that. Yeah, that was highly tied to the franchise, but not at all tied to Daniel Craig's arc. Mm-hmm. Did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it is. Silva's underspect. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Boyle's idea, if, if, they, if they start getting their fingers in his pie and trying to connect it to stuff, it'll only dilute it, but I... I have a suspicion Boyle's idea is a standalone thing. And I'm excited by that. Because who really wants to have part five? Uh, I don't, but I do feel like some nod has to be made because him walking off with Swan was different than him walking off with every other girl in that he was quitting the service to be with her. And that is substantially different. So I feel like he's got to get killed. She's probably dying still. I still think they're going to work that in. Does he ever say, I quit? He throws his gun off the bridge, well, but that's kind of it. It's just a they really, statement. They, exactly. They kept it soft. No, but the, I think there's this important thing to remember is she's not going to be with him if he's in this world, and yeah. he's giving it up to be with her. What if they are, what if it picks up, the cold open of the Danny Boyle movie picks up with them on their, uh, on, a, on, on, a, on a weekend away somewhere, and oh. they're just having like their ninth fight over the towels in the hotel. <laughs> and that's it? He's and he's it. like, I... 
this is not for me. I can't do it. I appreciate you, but or she's I've like, gotta go. And then he jumps out the window with his grappling hook belt. Yeah. She's like, it just opens with her going, why do you keep calling me Vespa? <laughs> <laughs> or if he's like, if she's like, I don't know where I want to go eat. <laughs> That's <laughs> And then, and because Bond has never really been in a relationship. Yeah. Like, like he just starts food. to like lose his mind a in a real relationship, and then he's like, he walks out the door, and then the uh, theme music happens, and then we're back at M's office. <laughs> There's no action. It's only <laughs> it's all a it's relationship. It's all a relationship, relationship fight. For it's all it's minutes. him not knowing how to be in a relationship because he's never been in a relationship, or he's just like trying to fry an egg and he can't do yeah. it, or like comb a kid's hair. He's got kids. He's got children now. Oh. It's it's funny, but that's that's sort of how it was addressed in Fleming's uh, From Russia with Love. You know, after the end of uh, Diamonds Are Forever, Tiffany pa- Tiffany Case moved in with him. Yeah, and then there was this whole story about how she just he couldn't handle having a relationship with a woman, and so she split and married some military guy in the America. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing you get from these crazy Bond fans. They're like, I want to see Bond having a day in the office. Because <laughs> they want to see all the weird between oh, the I do. shit. One thousand percent. How much real estate do you put into that? It'd be cool to see. You know, what does he do in the office? I, you know, I, this is something that can't happen. They won't do it. But yeah. it's something I would love to see. I he would just throws darts. Have. Like, he doesn't do paperwork. Like the, um, again, I hate to bring this back to Taika Waititi here, but <laughs> that short that they did oh, sure. with Hemsworth. As like what Thor was up to during the Civil War, oh, during the, the Marvel Civil War, where it's just him living in Australia with a roommate. Yeah. Uh. And like, it, that was like wonderful. Like, that was so funny and it was great. Like, uh, give me give me a five or six minute short mm, yeah. in, in, in run up to this movie of, of <laughs> either Bond just strolling through the office, talking to Money Penny, talking to Q. Yeah. You know, him in the restroom, like, trying to avoid Tanner. Like, it'd be... That way. Anyway. He, I think Boyle could give you a 90-second version of that. Yeah. I'm going to propose that we pause here, watch his Olympics video, and then come back and give our thoughts and see, like, if we can glean anything from... Corgis. Does he say anything in the Olympic <laughs> video? Well, let's do that. We'll he be right mom? back. Yeah. We'll be right mom. back. But we'll see something of Danny Boyle in that. I know it's not quite the same thing, but... All right. Hold on. Well, we're back, and... uh we know that Dan- I can't say that we're better off. <laughs> well, we know that Danny Boyle can make a hell of a tourism video. Yes, he's, he's got. I mean, he's he knows his beats, humor-wise, like set up and punch. Is that what you took away from that? Yeah, I thought it was well made okay. for what it was. I'm judging it as an Olympics, yeah, you know, yeah, goodwill yeah. propaganda yeah. video. Yeah. But also, like he's known for using innovative cinematography in his films as well. well stylistically. Yeah. The editing choice of the speed change on the speed ramp, every other the, the shot of, of a crowd of reacting corgis. or corgis reacting or people waving or a piss poor CG job on Winston Churchill. I thought that was all right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it worked on me. I'd go to England. How would you guys feel about like GoPro shots? Type, GoPro type body link shots in a Bond movie or something oh, like it that? It would depend. Like yeah. when he was poisoned in Casino Royale. I'd, oh, I'd, that's right. I'd be yeah. into that. Yeah, I think one thing we can just sort of say we don't have to worry about is there won't be any CGI Churchill in Bond Twenty Five. Think about this; he's got this You're, out of his system. Hang on, maybe in the opening titles. What if he loved it so much? He's just hooked. his That's idea the is that the villain is this Churchill statue <laughs> <laughs> that's been on the oh, tab. Mr. Bond, British Gollum. Mr. Bond. 
Well, hell. But yeah, I so know. I mean, seeing that uh, did not instill confidence in me. Really? It also did not distill confidence. Oh, okay. So I, 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 I feel I, the same. I feel like if you read between the lines of that film, there was all kinds of sort of a contingency, uh, not yeah. contingencies, constrictions oh, yeah. on what they were able to do and how quickly they had to do it. And they had to shoot around a uh, 80-something-year-old uh, queen. queen. You can call her a queen. A Imagine a the restrictions from Buckingham Palace and the Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. and you're right, the time frame yeah. and like shooting within the city. It's amazing they got. Well, maybe that's you, also why they could open some doors. And, I bet you mm-hmm. Daniel Craig was the most difficult person on that shoot. <laughs> I think it was the corgi on yeah, the right. The corgi <laughs> on the right. Um, uh, okay. So, let's, like, what the, what I'm taking away from this is you're not feeling great about Bond 25. I am worried oh, about right. it. And, uh, Cautiously optimistic, as mm. I as I tend to be, as these movies are approaching their 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 rolling of the first frames of film. Let me ask you this: Given what you know now of what of what you know of Danny Boyle, and that you know that there was a Purvis and Wade script, what would you choose right now if you had to pick one and to move forward? Which would it rather be? Who's my director? Is it Danny Boyle? Is my director? But I no. choose which script. It'll probably be Jan de Bonge or whatever his name no, is. No, there's a weird rumor that he's pissed off that he like carved out a bunch of time. I'm sure he did. Him. He was close to yeah being it. And but now he's jumped over to Jordan Peele's Lovecraft Country. So. Oh wow, that's exciting. Yeah. So he's what fine. would you choose? What would you guys choose, both of you? Ron Howard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'd rather them always take a risk. Than I love the idea. Out. Let's yeah. roll the dice. Yeah, because I love those outliers. Give us, give me some weird Bond movie. But you're, you're, the outliers don't exist because the producers took a risk. The outliers hmm. exist because it was a swing and a miss. <laughs> well, I guess I'd like. To Do you know what I mean? Big, like the swing. biggest outlier huh. I think in the franchise's tenure is Quantum of Solace, in the sense that it was a oh, movie I... that was written on the go because of a writer strike. So Out, it becomes an outlier. But, but yeah, but they didn't intend it to be. They were just Correct. basically following on the heels of Casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Honor Majesty's Secret Service is the biggest outlier. It's weird for the that time. Matt Myra would say that Quantum's an outlier because I feel like in a week's time, he's going to tell me that he didn't view it as an outlier. Yeah. Did I say that yeah, later I think on? You will right. say that. I think you're, yeah, oh, it's a great um, prediction. For, but, I will, uh, no, but to my uh, actual point of like the sentence, I was, what I was saying to you and what I was saying to you, Phil, is that I... The term of outlier, right? It, they don't have many. I don't think Quantum Solace is an outlier in the sense of what the finished product is, okay. but I do think it's an outlier in the sense of the circumstances of which mm-hmm. it was made. Yeah, um, because they could not plan for it. Mm-hmm. They could not plan for the writer strike. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they had to deal with this thing that was thrown at them, and that's what I think makes it an outlier in production standpoint. But like this whole idea of like throwing the script out, so close to when they were going to sign a director. I mean, this thing is supposed to come out when? November 8th, 2019. Next year. But the rumor is it that the rumor is that the Purvis and Wade was a on Her Majesty's Secret Service sort of parallel. I, I don't have anything to back that up. I don't have anything that sort of speaks to that. I think it's just a lot of people assuming and a lot uh, of rumor. Wasn't so, there a leak at some point about that? There it was, was just pure rumor? One, yeah. Okay. But here's a thought. What if they're throwing that script away because of the lesson that they learned with Spectre? Mm-hmm. Okay. What if they're like, no, we're not going to throw good but money they, after bad. They didn't learn that lesson. Well, we, How do we, we know? know? This is the very next lesson. film. No, no, I'm saying they didn't. I don't think they took it. I don't think they think of Spectre as a failure. I'll tell you why I think they do. When, when Quantum came out, so when Casino Royale came out, they put it out on Blu-ray like three times. There's commentaries. There's all this other stuff. When Quantum came out, there was nothing on that disc. Mm. Skyfall came out. 
three commentary tracks, super proud of yeah. it, all this other stuff. Spectre came out, nothing. I think when they're not into a movie, it leaks through in certain ways. They yeah. know that they knew that that wasn't a home run. And that one didn't, they do consider that one not to be a failure financially, but compared to Skyfall, it took a real dip in earnings. In, yeah, but yeah. well, Skyfall made a billion, yeah. so that's going to happen. But what if... Do you think that they're that Danny Boyle comes in and they're just like psyched to have Danny Boyle, or that they really also like the idea? Craig have to like the likes idea. the idea. Yeah, they right? have to like the idea. Like I was saying earlier, like they're not going to like th- again. He doesn't. I don't think Danny Boyle is enough for them to go whatever you want, sir. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they're getting. Um, I don't know who would get. I don't know who gets Chris that Nolan. out of James Bond. But I think Chris he. Nolan. You think Chris Nolan does? Yeah, I think yeah. he does because in England so he's like they're almost. Laureate filmmaker. Well, buckle up. Barbara Broccoli's American. No, I know, but she just she, lives there. But she's, you know, Eon is basically English. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, it, yeah, this is interesting. No, I don't think he does it. I don't think he does it. Honestly, I don't think he does it. I think they. I think that if his script is not good and his idea is not good, Danny Boyle is not directing this movie because if Danny Boyle's thing is like, I will direct this movie if I can do this script, they look at the script and go, it's not great. Thank you so much for coming to us, but no. But he's also said, I believe that he has to like it. Like, he has to see this script and go, this is what I want to do. He meaning Dan Danny, Craig? Danny Boyle. Because wasn't the whole idea that they went and pitched this idea and they went, go away, have a screenwriter write it, and mm-hmm. then if Danny Boyle likes it, then he'll do right. it. Who were they saying go away? The screenwriter. And go Danny. off and write it. Not, not oh. go away like <laughs> shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say it's go shit. Away. Fuck off. Let's say it's shit. So... Then they've got to find a director, or do they have somebody back pocketed already? Because Jan Demange has sort of been yeah. But maybe finally then Denny Villeneuve will be open, or he's still he's, doing. He's Dune. got five years of Dune ahead of him. I've heard weird rumblings from those same little forums that tend to have weird information that turns out to be true that Sam Mendes is back pocketed. No, it can't be right. What? It can't uh, be. I I actually why don't, can't that be right? I don't want. That I've, to be I've heard again from those same forums that that. Craig and Mendez parted on not great terms after Spectre. Oh, that's interesting. I've heard that too. And that's just gossip. So, but who knows? Yeah. But you know, if it's true, then that, that would mean he can't be coming back. Hmm. And, and I think if you look at both those films, like I'm, I, I, you know how much I love Skyfall. And I think I give Mendez so much credit for that, for re-energizing mm-hmm. that and making that perfect sort of reclamation of the formula. But he was out of ideas by Spectre, I feel like. What other information do your sparrows tell you? Hmm. A lot of the forums that I dig into, and I don't know if it's time to do this, but are more about like buying shit than 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 uh, having actual critical thought. Uh-huh. So I know. Um, so I don't have a lot of other Bond twenty five rumors for you. All right, if you guys had to cast the female mentor or the apprentice, the protege, the protege, <laughs> and the villain, Sorcy Ronan. Hmm. Would be the protege, and the villain would be, uh, boy, oh boy. I think you should. They should have saved Monica Bellucci. Determination, hustle, thrilling action, rec league basketball. Pistol Shrimps Radio is back wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. If you don't know the show, Mark McConville and me, myself, Gorley from Super Ego. And a million more great podcasts like I Was There Too. Oh, and I don't know, James Bonding. <laughs> record live from the Los Angeles Women's Rec Basketball League. Oh, uh, they call the courtside action as it happens, whether they know anything about basketball or not. And quite frankly, they do not. 
I can confirm that. And just like Mark and myself, the show is really funny. That feels weird reading that own <laughs> it copy. It sure about does. Matt, let me help you out I'll, there. The show's very please. funny. You know, they make ridiculous and absurd commentary, commentary, and they cheer on the pistol shrimps. These are athletes like Aubrey Plaza, Stephanie Allen, Maria Baslucci, and Amanda Lund. These are some of your favorite guests of James Bond, and guys. <laughs> Get in on the most thrilling almost sports event of the season with Earwolf's most ignorant sports announcers. Oh, you can subscribe to Pistol Shrimps Radio now in your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or quite frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. Pistol Shrimps action. No, I don't think you even need to go that, um, that, uh, peer. I think you can go someone younger than Bond be the villain. But I just I just like her for her gravitas, you know, or something. I don't know. She'd be good. Let I me like, think about this. I like Letitia Wright as the protege. Who's that? She was uh, Shuri in Black Panther. She was his little sister. Oh, she was great. Yeah. Oh. She was also in a really good episode of Black Mirror. She was great. She'd be a fun protege. She was, honestly, I think she's the... She, I had the most fun watching her on screen than anyone in the last like five or 10 yeah. years. Yeah. I just she, was like kind of still drawn movie. to her. I was like, mm-hmm. she is really enjoyable to watch. Absolutely. I'd go super stunt casting, on, but we there's precedent with, uh, Charles gray and there's precedent with Joe Don Baker. Wait, where are we heading? I love, this. This. I love where we're going. I where would bring we're... back Rosamund Pike to be the oh, female. Oh, Holly yeah, Berry. sure. Not Holly Berry. <laughs> Rosamund Pike would be great. She has matured into like the perfect. Like, if you saw Gone Girl, she is terrifying. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So, sorry. what about Imogen Poots? Do you know her? I do. She seems a little lightweight for me. Yeah. My second choice would be Natalie Dormer for either role. We're just like over the Sorcy Ronan thing. Wait, Natalie Dormer. Saoirse Ronan. What Natalie Dormer? What do I know her from? She was in Game of Thrones. She was in uh, The Hunger Games. Oh, she's, yeah, she's... Sometimes she got that side shave going on. Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about. Hmm. Oh, what about uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones? Lena Headey or Heedy. Acceptable. Yeah. I would take her as the villain. I think she'd be great. Yeah. That's a little bit typecasting. You don't, but... want, you don't want Helen Mirren to be the villain? Yeah, I do. Now that you mention it, yes, I do. In a a James Bond film, Uh I think, is like a home run. There's certain ones that are perfect, but they've been used up somewhere. Like in Helen Mirren, she burned it off in red a little bit, the spy thing. Yeah, okay. And Charlize Theron burned off the supervillain thing in the last Fast and Furious movie. Right. But she would would be interesting She would have been great. I I don't know. Charlize... Atomic Blonde didn't do it for me. That wasn't her fault, though. I don't know. I didn't feel like she was doing it for me in that. She was just a little too, like, almost underacting on purpose to let you fill in the blanks, and it somehow didn't work for me. I have it. What do you got? The villain. Laura Dern. Interesting. I like Mm, it. I I don't know. I'm way into it. I'm going to say What if she has purple hair and she's an admiral? I may be with you on this. She she has... Uh, she's not sexy to me. And I think that Bond's world, not just, I don't mean to be reductive, but Bond's world needs to be sexy. Disagree. You need a paleobotanist that gets your gears going. <laughs> I find her sexy. I, I just you. don't find, I don't find, I find it hard to take her out of like contemporary Southwest. Like just her, her way of speaking doesn't work for me in genre films. She's homespun. Yeah. And I don't even want the villain to be an American that, yeah. you know, to that point. I want it to be a little more exotic if possible. Uh, Rachel Weisz. Oh, that would be, be great because they're married. That's some super stunt casting, and I'm into that it. That would be great. Yeah, I just watched the Constant Gardener. 
Oh gosh, she's it's the most depressing movie ever. She is such a so good though. She's such a good actress. Yeah, she's incredible. I wonder if that'd be fun for them. I wonder if that was one of the things that got Daniel Craig excited about this idea. Guys, I love it. And then you get Joseph Fiennes in there as like her boss. No, come on, come on, crazy, come on. No, Joseph. Joseph. Oh, geez. His brother. Yeah. Oh, we're going family tree. We're going uh-huh. Super sense. Hell. And then uh, all the scars guards. <laughs> Every last fucking one of them. Uh, First you thing get, we uh, do. Let's kill all the scars guards. And then uh, you see John Cleese is in the movie as mm. R again. He's okay. been demoted. Guys, we got to get serious here. This is going <laughs> too far. Um. Yeah, I, I, you're cautiously optimistic. I think Matt Gorley and I are more excited. Very excited. We're in that weird pink cloud of anticipation yeah. where anything could happen. So well, we're hoping for the best. If you listen to the wrap up to Spectre, I'm just I was I think I was we were bitten hard. But I feel like oh, the, we were so uh, excited and we junkie. tricked ourselves, man. We I'm tricked ourselves so hard. Into fair enough. That movie. But I feel like well, Phil doesn't do that in the first place. But I feel like th- what was happening was the lead up to Spectre, and this feels like. A eleventh hour diversion and and sort of saving from that. It's possible possibility. I'm not that excited about another Purvis and Wade. No, I mean who would be besides Neil Purvis and Robert Wade? <laughs> their their staff, their <laughs> housekeeping staff. I really I want that um, Tosh and Archives book, but that gives me five years into the future. If I could have any magical item, you know, where I could read all about the behind the scenes of even the movies yet to be made. Well, sure. I guess that really wouldn't spoil that much for you because the information in there isn't the plot. Yeah. I don't want the plot. I want the production. Yeah. And I want yeah, the, the dirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think that if there is going to be a, uh, a sort of, mistake that we make running up to this movie it's 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 going to be getting too excited about you're right things. what are you guys going to do spoiler wise i'll watch i'll, I'll watch official trailers released the end that's it skyfall i knew too much about specter i only did trailers it yeah. would be really bold if i went no trailers at all this time that's going to be too hard we can't do it because be we do a hard. podcast we do a weekly podcast oh, you right. have to talk about this you're you right. could avoid the, yeah it's your job now yeah because you're becoming right. an expert as, as we'll discuss next week. But you, you, um, I've, there's been movies where I've tried to do that and then I'm sitting in the theater and then the trailer starts. Yeah, that's and then true. And I'm kind of hosed where yeah. I'm sitting there with my fingers in my ears like a maniac. That's true. So, but so probably soon we'll get that press conference in the next couple of months. You'll, maybe? No, because, you'll get it around December. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's because they, that's yeah, their everything that. that has to happen right now is like, is the script written? It's being no, written. The script is being written, right? <clears throat> that, so that, that has to come same, back. There's yeah. got to be two or three swings at that afterwards. So that's going to put us out for probably another three or four and months. Casting. And then once the script is decided upon, I mean, which they, they could do this sort of congruently and be like, I love this set piece, I love this set piece, I love this set piece. Then they have to sort of start scouting. Then they go do their location scouting, which they already have done some location scouting. Of uh, like, we want to shoot in They here, better Prague. not try to cram that in there. But they're going to do that. And then they have to like do the storyboarding and everything like that and then they'll get to the casting and then they'll get to the press conference it is crazy how quickly they still make bond movies when it's all said and done they they have like a year of pre-production and then a year of production it's crazy i think again there's another lesson to be taken away in skyfall where they recognize that they don't need to globe trot you know Mm -hmm. it's a franchise of pinging back and forth and so when they shot mostly in england for skyfall they reversed it for specter and it bit him in the ass because they spent so much money mm. apparently the official numbers for specter are just completely like trying to ass cover and it's way more oh see that's <laughs> another reason they didn't make much yeah. money yeah. and it's all subsidized though by those tie-ins like the heineken and the one hopes. but they all are 
but <clears throat> they all are. Yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah. but I mean, their bottom line, though. They spent so much money on travel for Spectre that I think they're probably going to course correct. And I think that a Boyle story might see a little more like a spycraft, a little more intimate Casino oh. Royale kind of thing. Oh, see, now you're exciting me I even more. I just said spycraft and you just perked up. Ah, it's... Ah. Oh, like, give me some more Le Carre in my bar. Sure, but I sure. know they're supposed to be different, but I like when they flirt with little. each other a little. Yeah, you yeah. Know? The whole thing takes place at Le Medicam. Oh. Le Medicam. Le Medicam. She can take you to Le Medicam. He's everywhere. <laughs> You're a cunt. Keep looking, Mr. Scaramanga. <laughs> Where can it be? <laughs> I see you, Mrs. Caramanga. I was very interested to meet you. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's what we... Uh, well, let's hope, if nothing else, that Bond 25's got a, a easily to impersonate villain that we can kind of mm. catchphrases, yeah. meme the fuck out of it. You know. Yeah, I, I know. That'll be the value. Uh, I want a good uh, henchman. <clears throat> yeah, we had almost a good henchman. I think, yeah, Hinks was pretty good. I think good. Hinks is decent. But like you know, if you go back henchman wise, we haven't had like an iconic great henchman. Is Xenia the last one, or Diamond Face? Xenia, yes, and Mayday of the last like thirty years. Wow, that's true. what I'm saying. I'm because saying the henchman Xenia thing is Mayday. generally kind of wacky, so it's hard. Yeah, to but get like it going in. before that, you had so many like Jaws, Teehee, uh, Nick Tee-hee. Knack, Teehee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Odd job, real colorful. Just like yeah, like they can. I think the beauty of a of a well of a henchman is is that they have some sort of quirk that is explained to us. Whereas Hanks, I feel like if Hanks had got if someone had given a line to someone else, an expositional line about Hanks, yeah, that was like he doesn't talk, blah 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 blah. His voice, his larynx was ripped out in 1980, whatever, just something like that. Then I find that then I would be like. Hanks was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. There, he doesn't have something as special about yeah. him. Yeah, but in this world, it's a little harder to he's pull got press that off. on. He's got press on nails. Yeah. Like that's Steel nails. Thing. All those names you just mentioned are like sort of like this sort of xenophobic kind of, you know, it, this this guy's black and this yeah. guy's weird French well, not, dwarf. And, not, yeah. I don't think Mayday is. I think Mayday is like. Well, they exploited her otherness, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Right? And then so as the franchise tries to not do that, suddenly, you know, the Parazin era has a bunch of rappers as hench people. And <laughs> and the Diamond Face guy, which, you know, was, I think, okay on paper. Zow. And then by the time you get to Craig, they're just like, ah, oh, just make them gross, gross Euro trash people. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Casino Royale. I guess it's Elvis. Quantum, Elvis is the one. Elvis. And what's that guy's name in Casino Royale? It starts with a K. Like, oof. The bald guy that's like Le Chief's right hand man. Oh, uh, Kananga. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the alligator farm r- wrestler. Or, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, Kev- but Kevin. That's just Kevin. Like, <laughs> this but is like, Kevin. yeah, I mean, if you think about like um, Goldie and Stomper and yeah, just like yeah. dud after dud after dud. Yeah, Hinks is the first proper henchman in quite a while. At least um, in Octopussy. I mean, I'm going back, so you go back before Mayday and you go to like Octopussy. At least in Octopussy you have... Um, Gobinda. Yeah, who's like a menacing guy who shoots a blunderbuss. Like, that's like, that's fun to me. I think that's something the real world does actually lack because there are oligarchs and creepy people, but they always have bodyguards, but... Who does anybody actually have like a like a noticeable, distinct, quirky henchman person? Colorful one, huh? I would love that. Yeah, I would like someone to take their uh, differently abledness and turn it into a new abledness. That's like Kingsman. 
That sounds like a minefield. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the, uh, the henchwoman in Kingsman did that pretty well, yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So what else should we know? Should we expect? About 25? Yeah. Nothing. I don't know. We I, think, I think we've we've milked it. Okay. I want to talk to you about an article that was in GQ last week. Oh, I That's read that. It's the Gentleman's Quarterly that comes yes. out monthly. They, they discovered a subreddit uh, where people were just going bananas over um, Bond's outfit in the finale of Skyfall. His Scottish barber jacket, his NPL sweater. By the way, I feel like somehow I created that subreddit inadvertently by owning every piece of that outfit. Oh, I'm not going to say I don't own every piece there, but I didn't go near the subreddit. I never but got I am going to say I don't own any of those yeah. pieces. And, and, it, and it got me thinking about you guys, and it got me thinking about how uh, Mr. Myra has absorbed some, some Bond stuff into his life. <laughs> you, you tend to have not. And there's there's a whole world out there where they go been like crazy for this stuff. Yeah. And uh, so there's a debate about whether or not that outfit is iconic or the most influential outfit because it was all attainable pieces. You can uh-huh. go out and buy all the stuff. You don't go to anywhere in a tuxedo necessarily right. as your normal guy. I argued that it was a polo shirt. He brought back a polo shirt and a as and a you big, and I sit here in polo shirts. I, um, honestly, yeah. honestly, almost wore a polo oh, shirt. Man, that would have been sweet. Um, but it got me wondering about. You know, I think you quote the, the James Bond lifestyle site quite a bit. Yeah. But there's three others that I want to point you to that are fun for sourcing this stuff. Okay. One is called The Bond Experience. And it's it's a CEO in outside of Philly. I believe I've traveled to that website. He's a, he's a lovely man. I've met him once or twice at events. And uh, he is so immersed in this stuff that he's now like this brand ambassador. And they just send him things. And he does these vlogs about them. He bought an Aston Martin this year. He realized that the suits don't look great if you don't have a body. So he like did P90X and he's all jacked. Wow. He's, he's like really, really gone for it. There's another one that, uh, fucking I'm flaking on it now. Um, I have it in my notes. Well, I'm happy to vamp while that's Please. going on. I, it is, it, it's interesting, this whole sort of, uh, world of bond of the material world of bond. Right. And, and how, <clears throat> I describe it as like being able to cosplay every day without anyone knowing you're cosplaying. Exactly. Mm. It's an, if, if you're not full on cosplaying, if you're not putting on the entire outfit, yeah. it's this weird invisible, not weird, it's this oh, invisible little moment where you can go, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got the best watch. As you once said on, on this podcast, you said if you're a man of a certain age, you want to know what's quality. Yes. And it's just this shorthand list of these brands are yeah. quality brands. Mm. And so you can kind of... You know, I'm so I put on a great pair of shoes, and you kind of just yeah. puts a little spring in your Phil's got the quantum. You know, it's funny. I, I uh, rider three chuckas. Today. Was literally thinking today. I was thinking, and I almost said this out loud to you two gentlemen of the fact that like it has been now so long since a James Bond movie has come out that I feel like everything I know is unfashionable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you, just you don't know like, what clothes to buy. What am I doing? I yeah. do. I do feel like in, like in even my eyeglasses are James Bond. I love it. Love it. In, I think in a very real sense, uh, fashion has slowed down quite a bit. If you look at like 65 to 75, it's crazy how mm. different fashions are. But in the last 15 years, it's kind of slowed no, no, down no. quite a bit. I think to us. To, to us. us. Well, but then you I think you think about, yeah, you think, you but out. I think once you get into like the world of like streetwear and like Supreme and like um, the sneakers are huge now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the uh, sweatpants that have huge long crotches, like those are very stylish things that I will never wear. Yeah. So for me, fashion. I like to think of fashion not as like what John Mayer is wearing right now on an Instagram video, but more of like what Daniel Craig is wearing at a press interview. But I take your point. You're saying even like adult regular wear didn't change that much in 10, 
or did change more in 10 years than it has for like the three of us probably look relatively similar to what we did 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 I do think when, once you age out of it, and I guess it's the bigger question of fashion versus style. Fashion yeah. is what he's describing as yeah. of the moment and it's mm. gone. Right. Style is timeless. I agree. Yeah. Theoretically. Right. Like you look at the style, you look at the way everyone's dressed in the first Ghostbusters movie. It's timeless. Yeah. Like they're all constantly in buttoned ups and suits and, mm-hmm. and it, like you watch that movie right. now and it's, timeless like, and bond for the most part like early bond is timeless roger moore is very dated yeah because well, he, he, he went for fashion yeah over style that's and, right and he, his stuff did yeah. kind of he had, he has a bigger spectrum he also until craig took the role had the longest tenure yeah so you saw the most change by the way yeah. i like to think that those that blog those blogs those places when I talked to Daniel Craig on that Nerdist podcast, I bet they had a fucking field day. Oh, sure. With the things I was asking. Absolutely. Mm. I remember the other one I want to tell you about. Once it's the suits of James Bond, which mm-hmm. you guys have probably yes, seen. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. That guy is super detailed. Yeah. This is just an observation, but he's gotten really cranky about the Craig era over, over the course of a year. He used to be sort of objective about it, and now he's just throwing shade at all of Craig's outfits because mm. he's saying they're going to date quickly because of the cuts and whatnot. I, I wonder about that. They are so tightly cut that I don't think they'll... They're, just, they, in the same way that I think Brosnan's age horribly. But what's great about the Not Craig all stuff... Of I know, suits, I like though. that one too. What's great about the, the Craig stuff is that, again, in Skyfall, they made the clothing like tied it to the themes of the movie. Mm. Like it made sense that he looked the way he did yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Even if, even if this, he was busting out of the, uh, yeah. the suit so much somewhat. And I think that's sort of what we respond to with Craig, the way we responded to Connery. There's, there's the dandy, there's Roger Moore and mm-hmm. there's, and there's Pierce Brosnan. But when it looks like a bricklayer in the most expensive suit in the world, I mean, you got Connery, yeah. and you got Craig. That's just uh, that's just a combination that does it. Uh, and I will say, I have it worn does it for you. Yeah, yeah, me too. The Shanghai outfit and the Scotland outfit of Daniel Craig and Skyfall. I have worn both of those outfits fully, top to bottom, top to bottom, many times. Yeah, uh, not as much as I'd like because it does get cold very sure. often here. I know that's the problem. But like you walk out of you walk out the door and you just you feel like, uh, all right, I know what I know how to dress. Yeah, yeah. including the scarf. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. Cause that scarf, he looks a little, a little fancy. Oh, I love when he's wearing it. that no, scarf. No, no, no. God, you know what? If <clears> I had, if I had the balls, here's what I'd be wearing: an open every day, a, a button-up open down to the second button with one of those little scarves that's just tied in the little tails, kind of like hook out. You know, like a, a a Tuscan man out on his like out in his garden. Hell like, yes. Like I love I that like, look, and that is as dandy as you can. Whenever get. Whenever I picture Fleming, that's what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. He wears a scarf like that. Uh, you haven't seen it in years. And then I saw Jude Law wearing that recently yeah. or like t- five Law. years ago or something. He is the young Pope. He is. Um, what I think is worth noticing about the, the, the Bond fashion thing and the explosion of it is that Craig is the first Bond to be the Bond on screen when you could go Google the shoes. Yeah, right. Like when you could just source true. every last thing that he wore. And, it's, and it has been a boon for all those clothing labels. Billy Reed, who made that pea coat that you yep. wore, they are their sales are up like, you know, Oh, they have to because be prior to that, I it was own, always like an ad in a magazine of like these are the yes, su- sunglasses yeah, Brosnan yeah. wears, and yeah, or you'd have to be walking by the Crockett and Jones to notice the mm-hmm. Crockett and Jones had a Skyfall thing mm-hmm. in the window, and the Omega ad is the choice of James Bond. Yes, right? oh, look at you guys, so, those watches. Well, yeah, are you know, yeah. Mr. Myra has a uh, has an, an Omega Seamaster well, three hundred with a NATO strap on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did not bring my NATO strap, but I have put this one on a NATO strap from time to time. You know what? It's always a good move. I find it to be. Uh, this well for a long time actually I wore this just with the brown leather strap which mm-hmm. is how Daniel Craig wears his sure uh, when I tried his on 
Oh, right. It was on, it was on a brown leather shirt. Nice. Nice. <laughs> now, I want to know about your NATO tuck, because that's a point of contention online as yeah, well. Yeah, whether to tuck or not. I tuck Inside, just outside. because I... Um, I started tucking, and now when you untuck, it's got a bend to it, and I'm like, well, this is just looks silly. Mm-hmm. So I tuck. Fair enough. I'm a tucker. I believe James Bond does not tuck. I think I think it's an inside tuck as opposed to an outside tuck. Oh, like going the... Uh, it goes the other way. Yeah, so this one, yeah, this one tucks in outside. <laughs> oh, what do we hear? Oh, my what goodness. If, if I don't <sighs> see someone who looks like they're trying to figure out what's going on with that moonraker. <laughs> this is my uh, Sinclair Safari jacket. Very uh, nice, very Phil, nice. I just love it. Oh, uh, good grief. Uh, you wear it well. It looks good on you. You, uh, you are a you are a good frame to dress, my friend. You are. Oh, well, the, you, you are I, lucky that way. Are, I don't know about that, but thank yeah. you. I think I, I can't wait to design more outfits for you. Please do. I'd be happy to. You can design and send your outfits to James Bonding, care of Earwolf. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So the Tom Ford suit, as we all uh, are familiar with on Daniel Craig, uh, is something I've been wanting to purchase and pull the trigger on for a Mm -hmm. long time but uh i've never been at the weight where i was like this is my weight i'm gonna stay here for a long time so i cannot justify these six thousand dollars for the suit so i have never pulled the trigger i wanted to get married in a tom ford tuxedo yeah but i was like you know what why don't we just pay for half the wedding instead of buying this tuxedo (laughs) (laughs) well you had an attack of of reason yeah yeah okay uh, but instead, I just, you know, I knocked it off. I went with the Brooks Brothers uh, tuxedo that looked very similar to the Tom Ford tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Not the same cut ever, but... I've, I've not yet pulled a trigger on a Tom Ford item beyond sunglasses myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, what is What are, like, those Spectre sunglasses going to run you? There's a couple. There's this one the and funeral there's the Snowdens. Ones. Those are the Snowdens. Those are my backup pair of eyeglasses. What, do they run you? They're about yeah. 250 uh, yeah. maybe? How much? 250 yeah. Oh, yeah, you can go, but if you go to if you go to Tom Ford and buy them, they're four fifty. Like you pay wow. full retail. Well, yeah. where do you get them for two fifty? You go, Amazon. you go online. You can get them on Amazon Holy from a shit. reputable seller. I mean, that's still a lot for sunglasses. But I was expecting something like those to be like five hundred dollars no. if they're Tom Ford. Or no, something. Yeah, no, they're a little more attainable. And that sort of makes it, you know, part of yeah. the part of. But the like, fun I have a Tom Ford wallet. I bought at the Tom Ford outlet when I was in Palm Springs. Yeah, I would never have a Tom Ford wallet had I not become familiar with the brand through my sunglasses <laughs> that are actually eyeglasses so i've had so, the i've had oh, the experience sorry. well i haven't done the tom ford thing but you know uh, mason and sons in london who resurrected the anthony sinclair brand do a whole it's an experience to go there and get fitted for a suit and whatnot and i, and I, I want to do and that it was it was delightful they've got a shop in new york now oh. so you can you can have to you know leave the country i've become very friendly with the crockett and jones shop in manhattan yeah up on 55th and 5th it's like a block away from the fucking shit tower um block away from the crockett and tubs <laughs> a block away from that uh, gucci that's in that big black building um and uh those guys are very nice and uh you know i have i, have, I think i have four pairs of those boots only because the same model no okay just different styles gotcha. of them but only because the first pair I bought, I have worn into the ground, and the and once those are broken in, they're like the most comfortable things ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I could spend a hundred dollars on a pair of boots every year, or I could spend five hundred dollars once and then have them for. I've now had those Skyfall boots for yeah. When did that movie come out? Twenty five hundred dollar boots. Wow. That'd be tough. I've had it for six years. I've had those boots for six years. So that's a hundred seventy five hundred dollars a year. 
It's a pair of boots. They become a legacy part of your wardrobe. That's true. If you guys had to choose one Bond item that you own, you yeah. only get to keep one. What yeah. is it going to be? What's your most go-to item? It'd be the it'd be the Skyfall watch that I got married in, just because I got married with that watch on. You guys got married inside a watch? We did. We all shrunk down. Wow. We used some... Uh, Fun technology, a little Zelensky tech and a little bit of the PIM tech. Okay. Phil? You know, weirdly, I'd probably say my Skyfall watch as well, just because of the sentimental value of it. My wife got it for me Aww. for an anniversary. This and, is sweet, the both and she, of you. And we were in Switzerland, and it was just a real cool day. Oh, my God. But if you're talking clothing, it might be the Skyfall boots, because yeah. those guys taught me how to wear the right size shoe. Like, yeah. I spent an afternoon in there, and they were like, no, you see how this is doing this, and you see how you it know feels what? better? Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, right? So, I've told them 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, you're an 11 here. And the pair of boots I have that are an 11 are so uncomfortable. But every 11 and a half I have, thumbs up. Uh-oh. I actually recently went up to a 12 on a couple of, of them. And, and, and quite, But anyway, long story short, great boots. Well, I'm <laughs> choosing my uh, Sinclair Safari jacket that Phil gave me because it's... Well, it's the only Bond item I own, but it would. You think it is, but Matt is wearing a a very close relative of the uh, Adidas Gazelles that Bond is wearing in Skyfall when he's going through his physical. Yeah, I've had he these for 20 years, it. though. I uh, I have those as well. They're great shoes. They're a great sneaker. It's a weird habit that can get away from you, a weird hobby that can become a bigger thing, and yeah. I've, I've seen it happen online. And Well, and I can tell you right now, Phil's got the Levi jacket, which... I do. That I've is got a the, I've got pretty this. penny. That's a good-looking yeah. jacket. That is a jacket I have been like, oh, I would never be able to wear that. I'd never pull that off. That's his... Uh, Turkey Coast Scorpion yes. drinking when jacket. Bond is a bum, and that that felt correct to me. Yeah, Bond that felt to my personality. Let's see that on you, Phil. Bond. Uh, well, you just saw it on me. Did it? I don't. Think no, we you didn't wear your coat out to lunch. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's uh, it's nicely broken in. What what I like to do is yeah. just touch oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, to yeah. just put my hands on it. Yeah, because it's this real soft. Now, um, Phil, have you ever thought about ordering the white shirt with the pattern? Um, they don't. They don't make those anymore. Oh, they don't. Oh. No, that can, was a Zara shirt, and uh, you know those. That those was collectors, Zara. Those collectors that I was telling you about, they, they snapped, snapped them up. Them up. Wow. And if you see those online, they those guys spend. I mean, I think it was like an eighty dollars shirt, and yeah. those guys spend like five hundred dollars on an original. Well, I've seen the wow. barber coat go for the barber one. That's crazy. Fuck ton. Um, fuck is ton. that one done? There's being the first made? one. That's the Z. Uh, Zhang Z Zhang is the name uh, of that Tokito. designer. Yeah, this is the yeah. Skyfall, the Skyfall shot barber shotgun one. Yeah. coat. Uh, I've seen that coat, the that version of that coat go for twelve hundred dollars. Good lord! And I think it sold for probably four or six hundred dollars when yeah. it came out. But then they released one under the barber. Just it's called the Department Commander B. B. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll confess among friends here that I I did find out what that jacket was before the movie came out. I, I, I owned it before Skyfall came out. Great job, man. And then, I, and then I had it altered to be more screen accurate. You had certain buttons removed and a zipper taken off, and I did That's that. fabulous. What, so what... That's fabulous. Do they do that in the production, or they got a different version? No, yeah, the costume designer gets their hands on it and tear, uh, tears it up and all that stuff. And, wow. Yeah, because it has this hood that you could zip on and remove. Yeah. And he doesn't wear the hood, obviously. Oh, right. So. Oh, well and I sold that hood online for like $100 to you somebody. You sold the hood? Jeez. Did you do you keep the triangle on? Yeah, yeah. That's the I, that, you know the one thing I will say this: the one thing I would like to own from the James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig era of movies that I know that I will never own because my wife will never let me do it. I want the uh, James Bond's father's shotgun. Well, sure. Which is licensed, and they made them. What? Oh, wow. You didn't know that they made those? I think they I made a few of them. Heard this? Maybe? And I think they are not. Who makes them? 
It's the Compass um, Old Gun Company in, in, oh, wow. in England. And are they monogrammed AB? Yes. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. That's like the thing I would be like, you know what? I want that shotgun, but my wife, although I wonder if she would let me get it. How much Never is get that? shells for it and just put it up on the wall. Yeah. How much is that? I feel like when I was looking at it, it was four to $9,000. Oof. That's too much. That's the thing. These things, are, it's just like I can never quite go that far with <clears throat> just something I have it's adoration an Anderson for. Anderson Wheeler you know? 500 Nitro Double Rifle. And it came with a, uh, when you would buy it, This is, let me show you the case here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, come on. Sure. What a gorgeous, what a gorgeous piece of uh, memorabilia to have. Hell yes. That you will never... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the exact same rifle as used by Bond in Skyfall can be custom ordered at Anderson Wheeler for approximately $24,500. Oh. Matt left the room. Let's order it on his computer. Matt, can I borrow $24,500? That's actually how much that rifle is. Yes, but I have a quick question. Can I borrow that money to lend to you? Yes. Deal. <laughs> do you have a picture of it? Let me see. Uh, I do. Let me, let me pop back here. Oh boy, this is guys. I hope you're excited about the James Bond uh, memorabilia that we're discussing here. Hmm. <laughs> He's in love with it. He I'm actually it. more in love with a case. I love a good case. Oh, yeah, like sure. A, Something line. that has a quality case. Sure. Oh, I um, just like the anagramness of it, and 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 God, I, I don't know. There's also like I don't, I don't walk around trying to pretend to be James Bond. Like, no, that's not my. M O. I am a I am a dirty vodka martini drinker. As sure. be, just because like when I turned twenty one, this is the first drink I ordered. Wow. Mm. And uh that is just my uh, you know, I've developed the taste for them and I love them and I drink them whenever I'm having a drink with dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't try to like I don't know, I don't pretend. Like a lot of these guys that you see these pretend bond guys that go full bore into yeah. it are just like the grossest it's kind of gross. they're like the trump kids <laughs> yeah they all like they all have that sort of th- to them yeah. well because bond by definition wouldn't emulate someone else you know what i right. mean Correct. it's the yeah. least yeah. bond thing in the world to dress uh, up like re- another person yeah. yes exactly. give or take a clown yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a no-win situation perfectly apply the makeup before you leave the trailer yes yeah. um all right i want to end with you guys we all have to make one prediction about bond 25 oh before we do that, yeah, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but I wanted to I wanted to extend an olive branch to Matt Myra about um, <laughs> about tomorrow never dies. You shit faces, oh, that's your right. feeling about the about greatest this. Pierce Brosnan. This is want, an olive branch. I want, yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, it's okay. The 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 offer is made. Whether it's accepted is not in my control. I feel like I want you to know that I have since your podcast bought Tomorrow Never Dies on Blu-ray. And I have, like, it was the one that wasn't in the collection. Uh-huh. Mm. I bought it, and, I'm, I, and, I, and I did find, you know, some merit in moments. Uh, I, do, I do think that Brosnan just deserved a better run than he got. And, I agree with that. Uh, but, you know, that's it. I wanted you to have something. Because you can't argue with the fact that that movie is so 
prototypical James Bond. Do you not love how Phil always comes with gifts? There's always gifts. Phil, you're out of control right it's now. So like wrapped. people like unboxing podcasts, Phil, right? Yeah. Phil is wrapped. Yeah. Phil's wrapped something. This is something for you. Look at this Dr. No theme. It's the best I could do. It's Everything amazing. else was Christmas in the closet. The this paper you, looks like the, yeah. my wife. Um, this is from my favorite scene in Tomorrow Never Dies, which I think you guys didn't like that scene, but... Can I? Let me take you can back. I guess as to what this is without I, even opening. I it? think you'll know. I, this feels like it might be a Brioni tie. No. <laughs> it's it <laughs> is not a Brioni tie because in that scene <laughs> he was not wearing a Brioni tie. <laughs> it's a uh, what? Wait, who makes this tie? This is amazing. It's on there on the cellophane. Oh, oh my God, Turnbull and Asser tie. Oh, Turnbull and Asser, that's right. Yes. This will be. Jeez. I guarantee. Here's my. Here's my personal guarantee. I will find a way to wear this on one of the after tricks. Yes. Which Which scene is this from? The Hamburg scene when he uh, when he finds her dead, and he has the has the scene with Vincent Chiavelli. Oh, right. He has the weird sexy Doc, moment. Doctor Kaufman. Doctor Kaufman. Oh, yeah. And then he does the remote control car thing in the parking garage. Stamba. Ring that very sharp. Oh my god! So is this a vintage tie that you found, or no? They no, still they, make you it? have do to, they still print it. They do sometimes. You have to get on a wait list. I uh, this has been what? in my house for about eight months, um, and once it's available, you got to kind of pounce on it. So that's that's what I did. <laughs> I just thought it would uh, is, uh, from your favorite Bond. This film. is just as as someone who. Uh, wears suits and ties on a fairly regular. That basis. was the other reason. This is a genius gift to I, get someone. I didn't want to get you something you weren't going to wear, but I knew you oh, do wear ties occasionally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull out the old Seamaster. Yeah. Really Look over here. Time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Wear well, it in good health, as this they say. Was a, this, was, this is an amazingly thoughtful gift. Sure. And the cut of this tie is so 1990s. It is a little 90s, but, you know, it. everything's cyclical. The wide well, tie will come also, back. I like the beauty of it is I sit at a desk. Yeah, so. there you go. You button the jacket. It's fine. Oh, this is just... Look at Matt. What have you done lately? Oh, I, Phil just came in and gifted us with amazing things. I'm just sitting here and looking pretty. That's it. Oh, this is. I love it. I love this. I love this. Thank right you, on. Phil. This is very kind. You're welcome to give me something from one of the greatest James Bond movies ever made. I thought you might feel that way. This is beautiful. This is just. This is a quality gift. Right on. I All right. Saying that I hope this was fun to listen to. This was amazing. <laughs> It Guys, was fun to be uh, here. Look for, for me with this tie uh, on a computer screen near you. Right on. I rarely get to be on actual television. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Gourley, I interrupted you. That's you, all right. You wanted to talk about predictions about Bond Twenty Five. Yeah, I say we each make one prediction and see how close we get. All right, I'm happy to do that as I make a, a foley artist's noise for someone being trapped in a cellophane factory. Mm. Um, I honestly, here's my my prediction is that the um, the villain will have been a victim of sexual assault at some point. Oh wow! Okay. I will predict it will be the most traditional Bond film Craig has ever done. Wow! And that in itself will be a revolutionary act. Yeah. I predict the story will exist on its own, but they will wrap up something to do with Madeline Swan at some point in the film. They'll take a moment to quickly deal with that so they can get on with with something that exists as its own little piece. Hmm. Hmm. And I also predict it will be directed by Danny Boyle and have a female villain and a protege woman. 
I pre- I predict that the uh, Aqua Terra makes a return appearance. Mm. Mm. The Aqua Terra. That's the uh, that's the blue watch that he's wearing with the silver Tom Ford. Let's each make a prediction for the theme song artist. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is so hard this far out, but Cardi B. No way. <laughs> I'm going to say they get Adele back. Uh, Florence and the Machine. More of a, more oh, of a like wishful that. thinking than a guess. I'd like that. Guess, but. She'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the, the move to go get Adele back would be interesting, but I... I think it's actually better that they don't didn't do her back to back because it's even more of a Shirley Bassey like keep going yeah. back to the yeah. well that works. It's a return to greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Do they go to Shirley Bassey? Ooh. Oh, Could I, she pull it off? More than anything, I want David Arnold back. Yeah, me too. And he's worked with Danny Boyle. In what? Uh what's the Leo DiCaprio thing? Oh, that's right. The island? Or yeah. the beach. The beach. Yeah. <gasps> oh yeah. Who's his cinematographer? I don't know that he has a one. Yeah. But if he does, I don't know who it is. Yeah. Bring bring David Arnold back. Please. Please and thank you. And also, I would be not upset uh, if we saw um, Joe Don Baker back. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> Before we go, I want to mention that at the last Pistol Shrimps game, uh, a James Bonding fan walked up to me and handed me these he has made something called Thunderball, the Matt Scuda cut, and it is 20 minutes shorter. So whether you believe in that kind of blasphemy or you're happy to have a little bit of respite from the long oh, scenes. Not in my house. Uh, <laughs> you can go to mattscudaskuta.com slash cuts, or it's on Vimeo as well, and the password is aquafan. Um, I might watch. I believe there's also, isn't there also a For Your Eyes Only with Barry music instead of the Bill Conti music out there? Good grief. I, uh, I don't know. It's blasphemy, but that may be one I'd be on curious to see. I think there might also be a golden eye with Barry music. Nice. All right, Phil, it's just a luxury to have you here. Thanks for having me. Well, Thanks every- for letting me say Fangoria.com once or more times. Of course. You know, right. Just, just to get Listen, that in there. No, we got to talk about this very briefly. We know that if you listen, you'll be listening next week as well, and you're going to hear a lot about how Phil is now the editor-in-chief of the re-resurrected Fangoria into a premium quarterly magazine. Yes, sir. So just tell us a couple things. Maybe you can tell us something about it that they won't hear next week. Oh, I can't remember what I said about that thing, but it's uh, I've been a horror kid since I was uh, you know a little fella, and this like I'm running the magazine that got me into film in the first place is a dream that I dared not dream for myself. So yeah. this is a very cool part of my life that I'm very excited about. And wait till you hear more about it next week. I am so excited for this thing to come out. I will yeah. be a subscriber and can't wait. Thank you, man. October it is. Yes, sir. More like Shocktober. Fangoria's yeah. back. <laughs> James and Bonding. Will return. With Make a choice. Make a <laughs> choice. Make a make choice. It. Live and let die. See, Matt just stole that observation from me. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.